This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Talking Books on News Talk 106 to 108. Hello and you're very welcome to Talking Books with me, Susan Cahill. Well, I've quite a creative and very thinking style show for you this morning. Eve Padden from Dublin's Trinity College talks to me about the Irish literary tradition and why Irish writers are so reluctant to rewrite famous Irish stories. People are very wary of being drawn back to the archetypes of John McGahan, for example. And there's also perhaps an apprehensiveness in, in Irish writers. They're doing really what great revival writers did, that Yeats would take Irish legendary material and insist that it was recycled. And that put pressures on writers who wanted to do something new and write something new. So there's a, a lot of baggage, perhaps, in the Irish tradition. That said, you know, we've got lots of great rewrites of Dracula, one of the best Irish novels ever. So, you know, that would give me confidence. We're also going to look at how South African literary traditions influenced one Irish academic's approach to her new book on torture. And Whitbread award-winning novelist Matthew Keel takes on the enormous task of understanding belief through history. I think Marxism has a, a passion and it also has a, a sense of prophecy. It also has an element of the end of the world in it very much follows the pattern of medieval Christian and heretical ideas that there are three stages and the last one will be a kind of huge cleansing end of the world after which everything will be happy and good. With Marx it was the the aristocratic stage and the bourgeois stage followed by the cleansing proletarian revolution but it actually fits a much much older pattern. But first have you ever wondered why so many novelists are attracted to the rewrite of famous stories? And how does it add to the meaning or effect of a contemporary story? And where does it leave the reader who maybe hasn't read the original version? Well, I walked over to Trinity College to meet with the very talented Professor Eve Patton from their Department of English. We started out by chatting about famous rewrites. My name is Eve Patton. I'm from the School of English in Trinity College and I want to talk to you about a new course that I'm putting on next year. I think a lot of listeners would be interested in it. It's about rewriting novels. Novels and fictions which take existing stories and particularly existing novels and rewrite them. Either they update them or they transfer the story to another setting or they give them some new twist or some new spin which adds meaning to them and, and gives them new life. Lots of writers do this and of course we know that the canonical stories, stories particularly from the Bible or from the classics or from Shakespeare, well we're constantly rewriting those and we take them and put them into new stories, new versions, new novels. But why do some novelists in the 20th century, early 21st century, go back for example to the great Victorian writers and take their stories and update them. So that's what I want to do a bit of work on with my students and I think it's a great topic. I think it's probably very interesting to anyone, even someone who might 
of uh, read Jane Austen, for example, and then seen just how often something like Pride and Prejudice is rewritten in an updated or a modern version. So even if you've been to the cinema to see uh, Bridget Jones's Diary, you'll realise, if you've read Pride and Prejudice, that it's a modern take on it. What does that add to that story? And maybe there are things that the new version loses. Now, what's interesting, Eve, is that, you know, we've seen a huge resurgence in the rewriting of classic novels. And I'm wondering, are writers today short of original ideas and having an authentic voice? Or is it just a new emerging literary style of sorts? I don't think this is particularly new. And really, it's heyday, I think, was in around the 1980s when postmodernism arrived on the scene and the idea of intertextuality and, and new, very, very radical styles of writing came to the fore. And for some novelists, That just didn't work. And what they wanted to do was to go back to a much more traditional style of the novel, which they identified with the 19th century, when writers like Dickens and Gaskell and George Eliot wrote the big, what we call, state-of-the-nation novels. A great big realist story, which maybe through a romance or a family saga, told the story of the nation. Now, in the 1980s, partly, I think, because of the political situation, and I'm talking very much about a British tradition, but of course, I think it has a bearing in Ireland and America too, there was a need to talk about the state of the nation. There was Thatcherism, there was the tail end of a recession, there was a lot of political change.